morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 7th of September, and a fairly floppy day today. Futures this morning were up 13. US markets were closed, of course, for the Labor Day holiday. Canada was closed as well. So our futures were up 13, but we're down 25. And that comes on the back of the fall in the iron ore price. It fell 9.3%. In fact, I've seen three different numbers for how much it fell overnight. But it fell overnight. And this morning, BHP down 1.6%. Rio down 2%. Fortescue Metals, which fell yesterday after going ex-dividend, down another 2.4% today. And I've got a chart in the strategy piece today of BHP, Rio and Fortescue. And it is quite clear, you can't deny it, the trend has ended. The uptrend, that is. Although you blink and you miss it. And I think probably the game, because these are great stocks, let's admit it. The game now is to catch the bottom rather than sell because they're going down. But look at the charts in the strategy piece. They have all broken the uptrend, end of a trend. In hindsight, it was fairly predictable as Fortescue went ex-dividend in the middle of an iron ore price slump that the trend would end. But as I say, we are now on bottom watch, if I'm allowed to say that in public. Europe had a fairly okay night. Dow futures are down 11 as I speak. US job numbers on Friday were obviously weaker than expected, and that suggests a later rather than sooner tapering decision from the Fed, who have got their next meeting on September 15 to 16. The RBA meeting today, they said at the last meeting that they were not going to use lockdowns as an excuse to slow their tapering plans. So they may reiterate that message, although obviously we've seen more significant lockdowns since then. Credit Suisse have got something out today saying they won't raise rates and until 2025. Borrow another million, everybody. Pile into the housing market. I wonder whether they'll raise rates ever in my lifetime. Hmm, depends how long I live, I suppose. The iron ore price fell on the back of a stockpile number. Stockpiles in Chinese ports have hit their highest since the end of April on the back of increased shipments meeting weak domestic demand. Seven month low in the price. No point debating this anymore. If you've missed selling, you've probably missed selling. As I say, looking to buy probably. Gold price up a bit, oil price down a bit. Saudi Arabia's Aramco slightly surprised the market by saying they're dropping the price they will sell into Asia in October by a dollar, which was more than expected. Aluminium at a 10 year high on the Guinea coup in Guinea. Now I've written a little piece today about AWC Illumina, which of course is the Australian listing of a shareholding in the AWAC joint venture, which is the Alcoa World Aluminium, sorry, Alcoa World Illumina and Chemicals joint venture, which is listed in the US. And they have bauxite mining, aluminium refining, some aluminium smelting operations, and you can get access to that US company through the Australian listing. They've got mines in WA and Brazil and refining in Spain and Texas. But the main message in the short term is that Guinea, where there's been a coup, the Guinea bauxite price for China delivery has jumped on the back of the coup. Guinea is the world's second largest producer of bauxite and the top supplier into China. So not just the bauxite price, but the aluminium price as well have had a flyer in the last couple of days. But I warn you before you go out and buy AWC that reading the news 
wires. The suggestion is that the bauxite mines in Guinea are operating normally and the coup is unlikely to have any major impact on exports. One analyst says it's highly unlikely that the coup will have any major short-term impact on exports, which are always at the lowest part of the cycle in September, with stockpiles depleted as the rainy season comes to the e- comes to an end, and any incoming government will want to make sure it doesn't jeopardize future earnings and investment. And the coup leader has already said that a curfew that was imposed in mining areas has been lifted. The bauxite mines say that they're operating normally. A Singapore company running, running bauxite mines in Guinea says operations are continuing with minimal disruption, and Alcoa say they're not aware of any disruption to bauxite exports, in which case, after the jump in the al- alumina, sorry, I keep thinking to say Alcoa, in the alumina share price from about $1.60 gone up to $2. So that's a 20% rise, significant, but it is probably a bit of a knee-jerk short-term reaction and a bit of a bull trap. In other words, you don't want to be buying it. And Illumina is a boring, and it's been underperforming now, solidly underperforming for the last three years, and suddenly had a spike. It is an income stock, yield 6, 6% this year, including franking, near 8% next year, including franking on current forecasts. It's not a stock you trade, it's boring. It's already gone ex-dividend, so you are free to sell. So if anything, if I could be bothered doing anything as an AWC shareholder, I'd probably be selling now and looking to buy back when things calm down and it's back to $1.60, $1.70. So I wouldn't be buying into the short-term hype. I'd probably be selling, if anything. That's Illumina. I doubt any of you hold it, maybe a few of you. Other quick things. We have Chinese trade data today. We've got a second quarter GDP number tonight. We've got an ECB meeting on Thursday. Haven't seen the number yet, but expecting New South Wales to hit 2,000 cases today says one newswire. Italy, by the way, have already suggested third booster vaccines need to start. Qantas is talking about selling its property portfolio to pay off debt worth $550 million. Woolworths has ceased to be a substantial shareholder. In fact, I think ceased to be a shareholder in Marley Spoon, MMM. You do wonder when that food delivery space is going to mature and become a crowded commodity rather than a clever monopoly. If you didn't see it, you might have a Google for the Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett interview on CNBC this morning. They look like the two Muppets on the balcony. They should have a, or do a comedy act, those two. Smart and funny. Warren says he hates Zoom, which I agree with. Can't have a relationship on Zoom, for goodness sake. And he talked about office demand and business travel never coming back. Interesting. Quite a few ex-dividends today. Amcor, Origin, Iluca, Sonic Healthcare, and a few others. Quite a few others. Defensive stocks performing quite well today against a market that's down 32 now. You've got CSL, Cochlear, Boring REITs, ResMed, Dominoes all up today. On the technical scans this morning, I know Chris is away, so the trading ideas section has gone very quiet for this week. But with Chris away, I've included a trading by recommendation in the strategy piece today, BAPCOR. Just notice all the brokers like it. The average target price on BAPCOR is 15.8% above the current share price. Some brokers have got target prices 30% above the current share price. The worst 
worst recommendation out of seven recommendations the worst recommendation is hold and five of the recommendations are buy or outperform recommendations so brokers like it share price dipped on results down from 840 to 720 started to pick up again might be worth a short-term trade rsi buy signal in the absence of any other activity today right i've written an article today about or called i've titled it don't ladbrook your super gotta say is anyone else sick to the back teeth of seeing Mark Warburg, who by the way is five foot eight, and Shaquille O'Neal, seven foot one, advertising gambling platforms on our telly. The only good news or good thing about the Lad Brookett or the Points Bet ads is that they take away airtime from the Masked Singer ads. I can't imagine a less interesting program than wondering who's under the piñata or kebab outfit, which very average singer is under there which celebrity in triple inverted commas that you've never heard of has been hiding in a piñata outfit for the past month no interest at all anyway those gambling ads at least they take away airtime from the mass singer but i've written an article today about lad brooking your super and i used to have one of my tennis colleagues was a guy who had decided at quite a young age 50 he didn't have a heck of a lot of money it has to be said at his own admission but he decided that he would prefer to play the game of investment with the money he did have rather than work every day and he had managed it's probably 20 years since he started now but he has managed to live his life without effectively working and by investing and he wrote a book some of you may remember this article I wrote it a while back but he wrote a book which is unpublished and probably unpublishable sorry about that because it's a bit too short but he did print a few copies and gave me one and I extracted from that a bunch of his lessons and I've put those into the strategy piece today a lot of it's rather motherhood stuff and I do hate it when people say write down your process every trading plan says write down your process yeah yeah but there's much more wisdom than that in what he's written so if you want to read what a self-managed super fund manager has distilled from 20 years of experience, some of the lessons are in the strategy piece today. Have a read of that. Finally, on this day or on these days, if we include Monday, the first V2 rocket was fired by the Germans, by the Wehrmacht. They fired them at London. They reckon 9,000 civilians were killed by V2 rockets, but 12,000 laborers died building the things for laborers. The technology, by the way, it was the first long-range guided ballistic missile and the technology was unique at the time. And at the end of the war, the Russians and the US and the UK raced to the launch sites to try and capture the personnel and capture the technology. Both of them got it in the end. In fact, the Soviets took the manufacturing facilities back to Russia and established V2 production again. The V1s, if you remember the, the first World War, if you're a POM, you'll know the doodle bugs, which were the V1 rockets. And Spitfires used to fly alongside these doodle bug rockets, which were just designed to run out of petrol and drop onto London. And Spitfires used to fly next to them and tip their wings and put them into a 
spiral so they hit the countryside much to the annoyance of people in Kent I'm sure anyway a few other things in the strategy piece today that happened on this day Elton John sang to his biggest audience ever 2.5 billion he was singing at Lady Diana's funeral in 1997 right that's about that let's see what these futures are doing Dow Jones futures up 37 don't forget to join our stock picking competition you'll see links to that in the in the newsletter today it's a free competition it ends in about six weeks I think maybe a bit shorter now it costs you nothing pick a stock see how well you do members earn twice as much earn three thousand dollars for their best pick and non-members fifteen hundred dollars as I say costs you nothing only one entry per person it is of course a marketing ploy we're trying to collect non-member email addresses so we can market to them and tell them what a fantastic newsletter we have but of course open to members as well and you earn double the money have a go at that right uh, and by the way don't email me your stock picks we've got a, a system working online go to the web page stop emailing me your stock picks I keep having to pass them on to the people running the competition so please stop that there's no guarantee if you email me you'll get your stock pick in so go to the web page and put it in there links in the newsletter okay you have a fabulous day looks like a fabulous day in Melbourne and I will speak to you tomorrow